The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the disciples had gathered round Jesus on the mountain, he spoke to them. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. As we continue our journey through this Lenten season, the readings nicely contrast the old law with the new. The old law was that given by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now the old law was good because it was trying to rectify the fall. The grace of God was now forfeited by humanity through Adam and Eve and their disobedience. And the preternatural gifts were lost. The grace of original holiness was lost. And there was now an ignorance of even who God is and what pleases him. And then there was malice in the will. The law was meant to correct those things, at least in the beginning. So the Torah, the Ten Commandments, all the ordinances are meant to teach who God is and what God expects from a relationship with him. So that helps clarify or at least improve the intellect which was darkened by original sin. So the law now teaches. But also the law helps to correct the malice in the will because that's the human heart. It's one thing to know what to do, but then the will to do it. Both were compromised at the fall. So the Torah is the beginning of that restoration process. The problem was the law did not grant grace. And grace was needed, that strength in the human heart to receive the teaching and then to do what was good. And we see a whole history of that in the Old Testament where there is one fall after the next from the golden calf incident to the Babylonian captivity and so on because they knew what was the right thing to do but they didn't have the strength to do it. Jesus has come to correct that fully now. That's the purpose of his being incarnated. And so now Jesus is the law in person. He now ascends the mountain. This is the mount in which Jesus teaches the Sermon on the Mount. Just as Moses went up Mount Sinai, Jesus now goes up the mount and teaches not just the external commandments that were etched on stone, but to take those and to interiorize them into our heart so that it's the motives, the intentions, the desires that ground external behavior. God wishes both to be fully 
corrected and devoted to worshiping him. And that's what Jesus is doing on the Sermon on the Mount. And that gives us the full teaching. And then the grace that comes through the sacraments help the will to carry it out. So both are important and both now are here at this Mass because we're going to receive the grace from the sacrament of the Eucharist and the teaching that comes from the scriptures that we've just heard. In particular, from Matthew chapter 5, which is the Sermon on the Mount, we hear it's not enough just to not murder someone or not commit adultery. Rather, one has to love, not to hate from your heart, and not to lust with your eyes, and so on. So that's deepening the original Torah now to become a living, joyful relationship with God, which is what the psalmist says. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees and who seek him with their whole heart. And that's the new law. So we are part of this. That's what the church is all about. And we're here. Let's thank God. Open our hearts to this interior healing that we are experiencing by his grace. And then rejoice in this living relationship with the God who is joy itself. <laughs>